Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. Coming up on today's Better Together. I think when it comes to just relationships in general, you have to ask yourself three things. Do you desire to spend time with this person? There has to be a desire. Mm -hmm. Do you desire to see or speak or, or be in the presence of this person? And does this person make you feel like a better person? Do they uplift you? Do you feel like you're a better version of you? Even in the simple conversation where you're discussing how you liked watching The Bachelor or whatever, mm -hmm. does it make you feel like uplifted? Do you feel light? Do you feel like this This makes you feel good? And then the third thing is, does this relationship, does it hold you? Do you feel held? Do you feel supported energetically or physically? So if, if the person in your life or the people in your life aren't doing those three things, then, then you need to reassess how yes. you are allocating your time. Because the most valuable thing we have in this lifetime is time. That is the most valuable asset we have, right? So how are you allocating your time? Are you giving the people that you maybe want to change or help or your friends that you're like, oh, they just really need me right now. I'm not saying don't be that person. But it's important for you to assess, Are do you have the energy to give? 
on a journey to get better, and I want to do it with you. And I'm not just focusing on physical health. I'm focusing on everything, emotional wellness, spirituality, finances, relationships, and so much more. Every week, it will be my personal goal to bring us, the world's leading healers, experts, and game changers, to share groundbreaking secrets and tips to getting better in all areas of life. Getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when we can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menounos. Hey, Heal Squad and Better Together fans. Better Together with Maria Menounos with not Maria Menounos. <laughs> Kevin Undergar here, sitting in for my lovely and talented wife with Kelsey Meyer. And today we're going to bring you part two of our amazing interview with Rosie Acosta. If you haven't seen part one, I recommend you do so. But while I have you here now, I'm going to remind you that Rosie Acosta has made her entire mantra about not only living in the moment, but also making as much joy from that moment as possible. Growing up in East Los Angeles amongst gangs and violence, Rosie suffered from depression, anxiety, eating disorders, and a host of other issues. Her discovery of yoga opened the door for Rosie to begin to heal. and In no time, she realized she could not only help her own mental health, but the mental health of others. Now working as a yoga and meditation teacher, Rosie is committed to making sure her students recognize the limitless potential within themselves. With her dual podcast, Radically Loved and Wise, Rosie helps people achieve equilibrium between her mind, body, and spirit. It's worthy to note that Rosie is also a member of our Heal Squad. And with that, we welcome you back for part two of our interview with the lovely and talented Rosie Acosta. You know, so I think... Let's, let's like, I think if we could just focus on foundation, I already got a lot of good tips from you on how you built a foundation from less to me. I wouldn't say nothing because again, you had nice, good parents. Um, you had a body that would breathe and stand and walk. Um, but let's talk about building that foundation. And we, we, I think what we put into our bodies too is is something that we should go over as well. Like, let's um let's let's talk about that though because I, before we get into the how we deal with the toxic people, I I think again with this discernment the the, the I keep having to look at my notes for this. Sorry, for the I love this cultivating discernment. <laughs> I think even with food and chemicals we put in our bodies, yes. I never thought about how much. It affects your moods and emotions. I, I'm at a point now where I know, Rosie, if I go out drinking one night now or do anything to alter my mind, the next day, I'm not the same. I'm short. I'm cranky. I'm tired. No matter what I do in my mind to be aware of that, I just know. Um, and I'm learning that now even about foods that I put into my body and how they're affecting my moods, my swings. So can we talk about that? Because I think that kind of awareness and discernment needs to come in if we're going to kind of build a healthier foundation in which to build upon. Yeah. I mean, look, you, you said it, it is your body, your brain is going to react differently when you are putting toxins in the more toxins you put in, the harder it's going to be for you to um, focus and to to feel good in your body. I mean, your body is going to react different on a donut than it is on broccoli. And look, I love donuts. I love Dunkin' Donuts. I mean, I like, donuts. trust me, like I'm all about having 
a donut here and there, but it's, it's going to, it's going to create a different You just have that awareness to know that, okay. Yes. Well, Well, but that's the thing, Kevin. I mean, like it's not about, um, what is it? It's not about like keeping things away. Like a lot of the times people think I have to cut everything out. I'm going to, I'm going to party this weekend. And then on Monday, I'm going to not have anything. Why does, why do we have to go to extremes? And I think that's 100% the reasons why things fail most of the time is because we go through these extremes, we go from one to the next, and then it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. That's why I keep talking about, so we have to be able to discern. I can, I can have, you know, whatever you enjoy a glass of wine and, you know, eat really a healthy meal and then just understand how my body reacts. The problem is that most people don't pay attention to how the things that they're consuming makes them feel. And it's not just the food, right? It's not just the food that we're consuming. It's also the, the people that are around us. They're, they're thinking that we're going to get to the people too. Can you tell me some of the foods that, um, that kind of will help you know that that I mean I know it's probably just basics, but what did you do in your diet? Did you do you do like eighty percent good foods and twenty percent like fun foods? Yeah. Like- so so when well back when I was getting healthy, I just went straight vegetarian for about a year, okay. and then I reintroduced meat back into to my diet. And I'm I do now I do mo- mostly plant based, mm-hmm. but I still you know incorporate meat here and there. Um, but I would say if, if, yeah, if you could do at least 70% of your food, greens, fruits, nuts, just things that come from the ground, I think it's, it, it's going to create a different reaction in your body. The less preservatives, the better, the cleaner, the better. Some people don't have access. I mean, I say that back, back in the day, 10 years ago, or even 15 years ago, when I would do these talks we'd have all these food deserts, but now you can find organic produce pretty much anywhere. I mean, my Tori and I went on a really long road trip. We went up to Montana and every place we would stop, we would see organic produce. Um, the less, you know, toxins are in the stuff that you eat, the less toxins your body is going to have to, to uh, digest. So our digestive system, our internal system. When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. (laughs) And that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're going to love it. Um, is this magical machine that takes takes things in and you have to think about it like the things that you're consuming on an external level the better quality they are the more whole and nutritious they are the easier it is for your body to to digest um 
Yeah. I mean, we can, I mean, par- part of what I love about food, I mean, I love food. I'm Mexican as well. So I love good, like mm-hmm. Mexican, I live in LA. And so, you know, like we have some oh, of the best, best Mexican food in LA. Best. To me, anytime we go into the state of taking something out, it always feels like a punishment, right? It always feels like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to take out, I'm not going to drink any more wine for a month, or I'm not going to do this. I think giving yourself a break is good, but I think that doing things, if you're the type of person that can, can do things incrementally, then try it. If you're the type of person that needs to be extreme, then try that. But again, going back to the discernment, what is going to, what is going to serve you the most? Which method is going to serve you the most? Mm-hmm. And only you know that. Only the people listening to this, only we know that for ourselves. If I say, I'm not going to have any more chocolate for a month, I know that's not going to happen because I know there's going to be those moments where I'm really tired and I'm laying in bed and we're watching a show or something and I'm going to want dessert. I I have to have dessert after like every meal. And so for me, not having that little bit of chocolate is going to it's going to create a negative reaction. I'm going to get crabby. I'm going to get upset. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be able to focus on anything because I'm just going to be obsessed. I've, you know, I have, I've had eating disorders the majority of my teens and twenties. So a food, food can be a very contentious topic for me. So what I've learned for myself that's worked for me is to have little, little things throughout the day. So I don't feel like I'm, um, yeah, like I'm punishing myself or I'm depriving myself of having something that I want. Um, you know, it's like too much of everything is going to be a toxin. It's, it's the difference between medicine and poison is dose. So if we're able to have a little bit of, you know, wine, a little bit of Mm -hmm. chocolate, a little bit of something, the minute that we go overboard and it's like, five bottles of wine later and a whole, you know, dozen of something, it's, it's going to become a a toxin to you. Right. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And I think that we, uh, unfortunately we underrate the, um, the toxicity involved with all of that and how it does affect us and, uh, and our moods and, and everything else. Um, Let's now, if it's okay, let's move on to, yeah, the toxic people that are in our lives and how uh, vastly they affect us. Okay. So I have a question for you. Yes. Actually, I'm curious for both of you guys, but what do you do when that toxic person or those toxic people are related to you? Oh, well, you're talking to an older person who's been through this. Yeah. Kev's Kev's good at this. Yeah. Um, They have to be distanced. Yeah. And that's it. And you know, the same person who told me to stop doing construction because I, I was like, it's making me so depressed and make me feel like such a failure that I'm not no longer an Emmy award winning head writer or whatever I was. And he said, stop doing it. He was the same one when I said, asked that question of him. And he said, you distance yourself. And I said to him, yeah, but you know, but what, what do you do when it's blood and you're bonded? And again, you know, from strong ethnicities, we're very tribal, yes. Mexican cultures, mm-hmm. Greeks, Jewish, Italians. It's like you're taught that blood yeah. is blood. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget this guy, by the way, amazing man, gay man, husband of like 22 years and was, uh, you know, raised by his grandmother who was like a hundred 
106 or 107 when she died. She was like an older mom who was then an older grandmother. So this guy had wisdom beyond wisdom. And he just said to me, I'll never forget it. I'm like, but what do you do? Because family and it's blood and you're bonded and there's such a deep connection and you just can't ignore that. And he said, Kevin, at the end of the day, he said, sweetie, they're just people you grew up with. How's that for a need of the... I was like, what? And you know what though, Rosie and Kelsey? They're just people you grew up with. Now... When you get the amazing mothers and fathers and brothers and sisters, oh my God, honor them, be there for them. When I see it, I love it. I get so excited. I have been um, adopted by many families who have that. And I'm the, the you know, like, mm-hmm. so, uh, and I love it. And uh, I, I joke with my mom. This is my joke with my mother. Very politically incorrect joke, maybe. But I say to my mom, because I have a great relationship with my mother. We talk every day. And um, but I don't really talk to the rest of the family, the cousins, the you know. And I just say, you know, I go, mom, think of me as the gay son that the family like ostracized and won't talk to anymore. But you and I have a great relationship. I take you shopping. I spoil you. And she, she's like, stop it! That's not funny. And she, as she's laughing, but I I will say to my mother when the joking ends, I go, mom, it's just me and you. And what's wrong with that? We're besties. We're close. I'm here. You know, I'm on a plane. I'm, I'll be at your doorstep in seven hours. It, you know, if I'm in LA and if I'm, I'm not in LA, I can be there even faster. And she knows that about me. You know, so like we got something good. Let's just, let's just honor that. And the older she's gotten, the more she's like, you know what? You're right. Like, so, but it's really, really hard because all of the things that have been drilled into us. And then I'm a deeply sentimental person. I still like to talk to people from first grade. I am. It's re- and I'm and I'm very and then I have that other thing, which is again part of my ethnicity is got to be loyal. So yeah. I have people, you know, who've called me down and out, and I'm like, all right, I'm there. And like I hadn't talked to them in 20 years, but I'm like, no, we went through some. We have a trauma bond. We went through this hard neighborhood together. This, uh, mm-hmm. so it's not easy, but I promise, things will get better. And I will say that to my mom. Mom, look at my life. The past two decades without these people and then let's look at my life with them okay with them mm-hmm. bankrupt living pretty much in a van borderline homeless if i didn't have a wonderful lady who let me and maria live in her unfinished basement next to a burner on a twin mattress on the floor you know if i didn't have you know and, and i'm like that was my life with them now mm-hmm. let's look at my life now do you really think it's a coin? And my mother, thank God, is a very highly educated woman, feminist, very, so thank God she's very progressive. I'm like, mom, do you really think it's a coincidence that I cut all this out and have all these wonderful blessings in life? And she's like, no. And, it, and I said, and you, I know you love me. She's like, of course I love you, Kevin. Okay, then you really want to roll that dice? You really want to roll that dice? Let open Pandora's box, let all that back in, and see me lose everything. But now I'm like in my mid fifties and I got to win it all back. And I go, and I know it's in the back of your head. You know, I would, and I would, but I don't want to win it all back. I don't want to have to go through that again. Yeah. So my advice is, I know it's really hard guys. And there's ways to do it. You know, you don't, it's like the chocolate. Like you said, Rosie, you don't have to cut it out. 
but you distance. There's ways to do it. You know, I always like <laughs> when I'm around people in, in New England, I go, just just talk about the Patriots. <laughs> just just talk about the Patriots. Just uh, you know what I mean? You just keep yes. you know, you keep finding those subjects. And I will tell you, you can the the problem is with you're gonna have Rosie and Kelsey's gonna have, Maria's gonna have, I'm gonna have. And if you even even Tony Robbins is estranged from many of his family members, but um it's when you go on the road less traveled. It's really um it's hard. You're the weirdo. Yeah. You're the strange one. Because you and what you don't may you probably realize this, Rosie, but most people don't realize is that you're pushing all of their buttons of insecurity. Yeah. You're making them look at themselves on all things they're doing wrong. So it's much more fun and easy for them to have you on the merry-go-round playing the role you were supposed to play, which was the punk in the family, the rabbit, whatever it was, mm -hmm. that's easier for them. And then when they see you learning and growing and, and, you know, and what's sad is if they could shift, be happy and proud of it and, and come on the bandwagon with you, they'd go to the moon too faster than anybody because they're in the, they're in. But unfortunately, ego gets in the way and they're like, no, 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 you get back on the bar stool next to me or back wherever you, what they wanted to make you comfortable. So it's, you, if, if you can't totally cut it out, you physically distance, you, you find ways to distance less and less. And when you do get together, you, you just keeping it back, you bring it back to the Patriots or whatever, like subject is just kind mm -hmm. of like Teflon ish. Mm -hmm. And at some yeah. point they'll, they'll, they'll know that they, they kind of, it becomes a habit where they know they're not going to be able to get a handle on you. Right. Now I will say, unfortunately, many toxic loved ones. And by the way, I'm saying friends from high school, friends from college, I'm saying all of it, not just your, your cousins and your brothers and sisters. But I've, in my experience at some point, they still try to get, a, they won't stop. They got to keep trying. And it's just, distance and then um you know it's having that inner strength to go i can make it without them you, with you rosie look what you did without them what you did on your own and having that confidence like hey the you know family is who you make it which it is you know and um i will say to again i've said to my mom like mom do you want me to name all my brothers and sisters and then you want me to then go into my my cousins like because you know the list is long I mean, you know, I've, you know, Joe Gear is my brother. Like, my, you know, like we've known each other for 30 years. I still don't understand this. I had three guys when we were in a bad neighborhood in LA trash our car on the last night. We were, I think they found out Maria got her big break at ET and were jealous. So they like trashed our car. And I, I wanted to fist fight the three of them and I didn't because I was trying to change my ways. So I'm like, and I just was so sad and depressed. I'm like, it's just never going to end. And I, even though it's a six-hour flight from Boston to L.A., in five hours, Joe was there and at their doorstep. This Irish-like street fighter. He's like 250 pounds. But like, to me, that's my brother. And I have All right, friends. Let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me. I've definitely overindulged in the past. But as you know, I am focused 
on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. Several people like that. Stevens, my younger brother, is on the phone right now. So I, I just, I am so blessed with that of people who have my back and whose back I have in with them. I couldn't be, I couldn't be more grateful. So why would I want someone else who's, you know, angry, jealous, stealing from me, trying to take from me, make me feel bad about myself? Like, no, I'm, I'm good. And, mm-hmm. um, so it's, it's, it takes time educating a, a parent, unfortunately, if it's not the parent, it's siblings. Sometimes it's the parent but you have to hold your ground and stand tall. And eventually they come around. If you yeah. hold your ground, they the, the good ones will come around and go, okay, I accept that, you know, you, this, that I accept your sister for her warts and all, and I accept you for yours. And I wish you guys were close, but you're not. Yeah. But they'll test you to try to pull you back onto that merry ground. That's where you have yes. to be strong and resist. But your life will get better without them. Yeah. And I think, God, that's so beautiful. I mean, that because I think it's so important for us to recognize when that is happening. And I, I always make fun. Well, not always, but the last year and a half, like I've been practicing social distance for 20 years, <laughs> when, especially when it, when it comes to toxic people and people that I don't want in my life. Yes. And the reason why I ask it's, it's really hard when it is somebody that you're related to, because people have asked me before, well, how do you break up with a toxic person with a toxic friend or a toxic relationship, a toxic family member. And for some people, they need to have that conversation and say, I can't be your friend anymore. I can't be around you. Mm-hmm. And some people just have a really hard time. I don't recommend that conversation. Yeah. I mean, it's not, I wouldn't either. I mean, I, I, I think some people think for, that, well, I think some people think they need to, to yeah. vent and all that. And I say, you don't No, because all you do is if they are in fact toxic, all you've just done is arm them to make yep. them even more. No, I think it's, um, I think it's best to f- find it in your heart to wish them genuinely wish them well, mm-hmm. not that old, like, you know what? I wish you well. Go on. With- no, it's not really, you know, I, I'll pray for you. You know, when people say those things and it's really the underlying thing is F you. <laughs> no, I mean, genuinely be like, I want good things for you. But, and you say this to yourself, but, you know, our paths are no longer aligned and you go and live your journey. I'm going to go live mine. And, and that's it. And I know, I think it's just a fading away. I'm busy. I'm overwhelmed. If they corner you and you have to say it, then I think you say it in the most loving, constructive way. Um, But again, most of the time they're not ready to hear it. So then they open up on you and you're like, wait, I didn't, 
do this conversation and find I, I've done these all before. And if they give you that beating in the moment, just take it, but just get the F away. <laughs> just, just get away. And, and if you can find a way to wish your life will get better. If you wish them well, if you genuinely wish them well in your heart, which yeah. now I do for those people. And that's helped me, you know, that's helped me to genuinely be like, you know, I want them to do well. And listen, you can, it does want, you know, you can reconcile. Sometimes I have some people with the pandemic that it's been decades, maybe a decade, and I've reconciled with. But you know what? Yeah. Only because I'm now a different person and I can handle them. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not a weak person. I'm not weak in that respect where their toxicity is going to hurt me. Right. It's not, it's like we talk about the Patriots. You know what I mean? It's fine. Like yeah. they're not in my world. They're not connected. Um, I think the I think the one thing is, you know, when you ask yourself about certain people. If, if they could check a box, you know, Rosie succeeds, Rosie fails. And they're the person who checks Rosie fails, get away from them. Yes. If, if they're just difficult to be around or whatever, I, it's make, your, make your distance, but know that you might later might be able to, for old time's sake, I don't know, have a beer or a conversation with them and just have a laugh and it's okay. But if it's those people that really, really want, do not want anything good for you and then even worse they want harm on you no yeah get away yeah and i think it's it's important for us to be able to see who and what those There's relationships the discernment. are a lot of the times yeah that's what you, you said you're talking about this this loyalty and i get that i mean i have people that have been in my life since i mean a neighborhood girl mexican yeah. neighborhood girl you know just ch being chased by police and probably even abused by police at times you go no i got to I got to back my people, my team. Yeah. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, those people may not serve your highest good. And it's important. Right. And the hard, the hard part for us, especially if you're this type of loyal person and you keep making excuses for why you're friends with these people, if yes. anybody can relate to that. All of us. Because, oh, I've, I've known them for a long time or we've gone through things together. Yeah. And, you know, um, just like you said, people, there's, I like to say it in two ways. It's like, people, people change and then people can change, right? So mm. people change. They are a different person. Maybe that changed person is no longer going to serve you. Or, you, or some, you've changed. Or you've changed. That's the big thing is most of the time they're not changing. It's you're changing because you're on your journey and your growth and That's right. they're not. But yeah. continue, Rosie. Yeah, no, I have like three things that I always tell myself whenever I'm assessing whether I want a person in my life. And it's not like I'm constantly assessing. I mean, as I said, I'm a loyalist and I have the same group of friends. And fortunately, it, it's just like in a relationship, you and Maria have been together forever. Your relationship has evolved and changed. You grow yes. together, you grow apart, you grow together, yeah. you grow apart. And it just over time, the same with my relationship with Tori. After 18 years, we've gone through ups and downs together. And I think when it comes to just relationships in general, you have to ask yourself three things. Do you desire to spend time with this person? There has to be a desire. Mm -hmm. Do you desire to see or speak or, or be in the presence of this person? And does this person make you feel like a better person? Do they uplift you? Do you feel like you're a better version of you? Even in the simple conversation mm -hmm. where you're discussing how you liked watching The Bachelor or whatever, mm -hmm. does it make you feel like, uplifted? Do you feel light? Do you feel like this, this makes you feel good? And then the third thing is, does this relationship 
does it hold you? Do you feel held? Do you feel supported energetically or physically? So if, if the person in your life or the people in your life aren't doing those three things, then, then you need to reassess how you are allocating your time because the most valuable thing we have in this lifetime is time. That is the most valuable asset we have, right? So how are you allocating your time? Are you giving the people that you maybe want to change or help or your friends that you're like, oh, they just really need me right now. I'm not saying don't be that person, but it's important for you to assess. Are Do you have the energy to give? I had a, a very dear friend, same scenario, Kevin, that you're talking about where we we're very close and we talked all the time. And I just, you know, she had been going through some stuff a year, two years, three years, five years later, I'm like, I just don't have the energy to give to the same conversation because I'm changing and I'm doing the work to be a better person and and show up, you know, in the relationship. And they are just wanting to latch on to the work that I'm doing. And you can't do that. We want to be around people that are inspiring and that are uh, enthusiastic about life because we're hoping that that will inspire and and create the enthusiasm within ourselves. But we have to do the work going back to the quote that you read at the beginning. Our biggest fear is that we might not be willing to work that hard, but unless we do, we'll never value it. We won't value what we worked so hard for unless we're actually willing to do the work to get to that place, to become that person that is wanting to help people be of service that wants to inspire that wants to create good and i'm not saying you have to be a walking you know mantra of positive positivity all the time i mean everybody we're all human right but a lot of the times we're just one-sided in our relationships we're just thinking of how everybody else is making us feel but we don't stop to think oh how am i showing up for them what am i bringing to the table yes you know how am i showing how am i being a good friend how am i when was the last time I actually checked in and said, Hey, Kev, like, how are you doing? Like, yeah. how, how are you? How is your heart? How mm-hmm. are you feeling? Yeah. You know? Yes. That's the give and take. And I think that, um, you know, Rosie, I, I bet you anything, a lot of the Heal Squad has people that are bringing them the same problems over and over again. That's really a chord. And I will tell you how I've handled that now. But again, this is like literally just in the last year or two. Is I would do the continue telling the same advice, same advice, and now it's just, um, this is what I'm advising you to do. But this is a recurring issue. I don't judge you for not taking the advice I'm giving you. Um, if I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way. 
T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the way. T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. Because you have to figure this out on your own or if it makes you more comfortable to not practice it. But this is a subject we can't really talk about anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, you just, you, you know what I mean? Like, so I love you and I wish you well, but this is, you know, because it's just the same thing. And, and I'll... I've even gone as far as to say, because there's other people who need me that want to listen to what I'm saying. So you can either do this and see what new results you could get or keep doing what you're doing. But if you have like, just, if you just want someone to just kind of to bitch to, then I'm not the person. I'm a solutions guy. I'm like, what do we do? Okay. How do we fit? I get it. Vent. I I will listen for the first few conversations, but then at some point, come on, we got to get up. Let's change it. Let's make so, but but I think there's a lot of people who have those same conversations over and over, over, and, over. And, and it's like, and you're not helping them, and they're just draining you, and so that's yeah. a, that's a that's a that's a big one, that's a yeah. that's a that's the I I see that a lot, and I think, but I just want everyone to know too, like Rosie, I struggle, um, with the the loyalty thing, very oh. much because I. You know, I pride myself on that. And, yeah. um, you know, there's just, yeah. So it's, it's, well, it's, think, it's not, a, that to me is, it's, it's tough. Yeah. As long as it's not creating a negative effect on you and it's not derailing you from your path, then there's, it's just a choice. You're just making a choice to, to do it, to deal with it. You know, you, you can make the choice. Like I, made the choice that my fa- my conversations with my father are going to consist of around two subjects. And as much as I've tried to... The Chargers around, and the Lakers. Right, exactly. Yes, 100%. What are your talks so, with him? So unless, you know, my, my dad is... Um, I love him. He He's a little bit of a functioning alcoholic. And he... That's hard. He's incredible. He's an incredible, very charismatic person. He used to be a mariachi singer. Like he's just the life of the party, but my dad doesn't like to listen to anybody else's opinions ever. And it doesn't matter what anybody else's point is. Like he, he believes, and this is where it comes into that machismo thing, right? I'm the dad. My word is it. You cannot argue with me. Your opinion doesn't not that it doesn't matter, but it doesn't make a difference. Like, so you saying something is not going to move the needle in one way or another. And so me trying to help or make things better or try and give them a different opinion is, it's just going to fall on deaf ears and it it creates just an argument. And I rather just, and I'm like, if my conversation and my relationship with my dad is just going to revolve around me telling him that I love him and yeah, talking about the Lakers and the Dodgers and Mm -hmm. about, you know, something that he likes to talk about, then, then that's fine. Then it is what it is. And I just, I have to take, take that in because there's going to be a day where he's not going to be around. And am I going to just continue to exhaust my energy to try and fix and make things better and Mm -hmm. show him different ways of being. And I mean, it's hard for me because this is what I do for a living and And to see somebody that you're with. Yeah. Like killing themselves essentially is really difficult. What's his name? What's your dad's Ventura. Name? Ventura. Like the city. Yeah. Okay, he's got the cool name too, Dan. Yeah. Cool. So may I coach Ventura and Rosie right now? Yes, please. Okay. Mm-hmm. Help us. Okay. So um 
a great a great tidbit I got about uh, drinking and any kind of medicating is that uh, when you drink, you mentally and emotionally stop growing and you actually uh, revert. So m- most of the time, um, I mean, my experience is again with people that uh, drink heavily um, or do drugs heavily is you're usually dealing with someone who's anywhere between three and 12 years old. So you're dealing with someone that can't hear anything beyond what a three to a 12 year old would be able to hear and process. Um, that's the first thing. And, um, so you're not going to get anywhere and all you're going to do is exhaust yourself. There's an old story. Um, I, I, I once again, I'm going to reference my friend Randall who gave me the advice earlier. And I've never done this before. This is three, three Randalls today, which means I need to call him. Uh, he's someone I hadn't spoken to in a while and I reconciled during pandemic. But uh, he told me the story of the farmer and the pig. Have you ever heard this one, Rosie? No. And I'm not saying that you or your dad is a farmer or a pig. So I just want to say that. But the farmer went out and noticed that the pig was, had the, messy, the messiest pen and he kept eating all the food that was all over the place and not eating just his food and just the farmer went out and just over and over again, would tell him, pig, you need to, this is your trough and you need to like keep it clean and you need to not eat all the food from the other troughs and da, 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 da. And finally one day it hit him after like another two or three hour lecture that he gave the pig on the importance of, you know, having a clean pen and not eating other people's foods. Right? He, the farmer came to the most amazing conclusion is that the only thing that all of his lectures and his times and his talks with the pig amounted to, the only success he had is at the end of all of it, that all he ended up doing was wasting his time and annoying the pig. So all you're going to do is waste your time, Rosie, and annoy your dad. So, the if you weren't the healer you are, we could just talk Dodgers and Lakers and leave it there. But because you're a healer, the way in is he's the singer. He loves being the center of attention. That's where he got his dopamine. He's probably not getting that as much, so he uses alcohol. Okay? So you need to talk about music, the music he loves what he loves singing. Dad, will you sing for us? Dad, the next event I have, I would love you to just even sing on my podcast. Could, could you do that? Could I ask you that mm-hmm. favor? But you start finding ways where they have purpose and he can get the energy that he's getting from alcohol. He can get it from something else. Now, this is not a cure. It's not this. But what happens is he's going to do something healthier. And now you guys as as father and daughter can have this nice time together and not be the farmer and the pig wasting your time and annoying him. Now it's okay, let's do this together. I had a friend who was an alcoholic father, but he's, he, he was a world war two vet. And my friend was a writer and they had a terrible relationship. And it was at the very end of the dad's life. I said, John, go tell him he won't, he, he won't open up about the war. Cause he's one of those old school guys like, yeah, you know, I don't want to talk about that. Or, you know, like, yeah, you know, the macho guys never opened up. I said, but tell him that you're writing a script and you really, really need his help. So now he has purpose. 
and you need his help in your interview. And my God, he the he op- opened up and told him all his war stories and this, that. Oh, and then you know what else? You remember this? You can write this down, son. And it just really helped, you know, for my father who was, um, he did not, he wanted me doctor, lawyer, uh, businessman, certainly not Hollywood writer, totally heartbroken that I was the one he thought was going to be successful. And I, you know, I, he spent money on college for all of us and he, he's like lying on a deathbed and he's like, what's my life about? But when I, when I went to him and was writing a, a script and said, dad, I need your help. And can you help me because of the, he just came to life and he had purpose and, you know, so, and then I would ask him advice on things too, that I didn't really need advice on, but I did it anyway. And by the way, I I still do it with Maria's mother. I go into her room and I, we do like, sometimes I'll massage her legs and her hands and I'll tell her about Maria's career. And like, you know, I think it's a good idea that we start doing more of this and that, and it just keeps them with us. But I think let him come into your world but in a way that he can contribute and he feels, let him feel like the dad, you know, and ask him advice. Maybe you don't need the answer to, but I think let him have his art and let, let, let you let, help him with his art, embrace his art, talk about his art, share his art. And I think you'll see that that's going to go a long way. Yeah. On I, our I level. Li- I like that. Uh, that's really great, great advice. And I often do ask the, advice that that's one of the other things that great technique you know that the advice that you don't need but it's like oh i'm thinking about doing this or i'm working on this thing right now like what do you think and then he'll then he has purpose and he's feeling like the dad because when you're annoyed he's in the trough being the bad piggy (laughs) and you're lecturing him as the farmer he's like why is my little daughter here telling me what to do i'm the man i'm amazing don't you see how i'm i'm a great singer everyone cheers for me and loves me and like and you're telling me talking to me like as a first-time mom with a baby i'm always on the go whether it's running errands getting my coffee going to doctor's appointments or just spending quality time with little athena and that's why i rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything no matter where i am kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, They keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. I'm a piece of, like I'm a pig. Do do you know what I'm saying? But now when you go to him for advice, I think that's the thing. And I think you just keep it there. And what happens is they they end up growing incrementally with you. You know, they really do. But just little pieces and you'll see it'll it'll be okay. It won't be like what what was maybe some other people have. But remember, all of those things about him made you, and I like you, yeah. Rosie. We all <laughs> like you a lot. So I honor what he did. Everything about him is in you. And by the way, the performer in him is you. That's why you have a great podcast because of that. You got that from him. But that goes back to like what you you teach and every, all the other practitioners teach about going to gratitude. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you could be, we could yeah, look absolutely. at... absolutely. And, and I always say in life, there's a negative truth and a positive truth. So what's the truth you want to own? You could own a negative truth about your dad. He's an alcoholic and he doesn't listen to me. Oh, okay. Maybe that's true. But there's a positive truth too. It's like, hey, he's the one who got me here to America. He's the one that like, you know, like seeing him perform, that came in me. Like there's... So it's how you look at it and then being grateful that you even have a dad too... You know, there's just a, and I think when you go to that, that's kind of the gateway. But I, but I think, it's the, it's, it's doing a little work and realizing that okay, we gotta, we gotta change this up here because mm-hmm. he's not. I mean, by the way, Maria and her dad, who her dad's my best friend. He's, he's and like literally, is my best friend. I'm not saying that lightly, but she fights with him, nags him about his sugar because he runs his sugar really low, and I just <laughs> laugh, and she's like, and he laughs with me, and I'm like, Maria, and her brother too. I say to them. It's 54 years. MIT wants to study this motherfucker's body because he's in such good shape. Yep. He, why yep. you, you, you really think like yeah. you're, nagging. you're nagging this guy? Yeah, like, so why funny. do we own the positive truth that he's kind of figured it out? And yeah, he's bumpy <laughs> here and there, but we're, he, it's okay. Leave him alone. You're just like, you know, back off. He's fine. Yeah. Anyway, so hopefully that yeah. helps you, Rosie, but it's a very yeah, familiar you. position to be in, you know? Yeah. And I think the other thing too, and you're younger than me and more evolved, I can tell because of how you're handling it. But I know with my mom, for a very long time, I was trying to get my narrative over on her. Mm. Like 10 years ago, I think was the last of it, where it was like, no, mom, I'm going to show you. And every conversation was like, see, I'm right. See, I'm right. I'm right with my career. I'm yeah. right with the choices I've made. I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. And thank God I woke up and like, you know, that's pretty awesome of you, Kev, to be beating up a 67-year-old lady. That's cool. Shit. Like, really? That that's who you are? And I'm like, oh shit. I said this to myself. I'm like, you know what? No, I'm not gonna do that anymore. And I shift when I shifted to gratitude. And for, you know, my mom, like, thank God, like having me animate my first film at seven and get it, you know, getting me the camera and teaching me how to animate and all the other amazing things. I'm like, when I shifted over to gratitude and I got away from, I'm going to show her, things just shifted with us. And, and then sometimes this is the other thing too, and we've learned this from other guests we've had here is you can do the work for them. So the more work that we do, it does rub off on the good loved ones. Cause by the way, I go to people's intentions. Like you're, I know people that are, that will check that box fails. And I don't think your dad checks the box. Rosie fails. Mm-mm. I think dad checks that box. Rosie succeeds. So therefore he's redeemable, but just not in the way you want. But I think I'm talking about the ones who are like, and they're out there that go, no, F I, Rose, no, I'm her and her at No thinking she's all that. No, I want to see Rosie fail. Those are the people who's go. Okay. Yeah. And by the way, it's maybe it's not that extreme. I don't want to see, I, maybe it's not I want to see Rosie fail. I don't want to see Rosie succeed or I don't want to see Rosie succeed that much. Eh, yeah. Let's back away. Let's get that. Let's just get away from that. You know? Yeah. And life gets better when it does. And it's not easy. And it's, it's, none of this is easy, but this goes back to what you said at the beginning. It's the work. Yeah. 100%. And to be able to recognize that too. I mean, you were able to, say that to yourself and catch that about yourself with your mom Yes. to say, Oh, this isn't the way, or this isn't right, or this isn't working. So I think, yeah, I mean, look, we're all a work in progress. And 
I think at the end of the day, going back to what you were saying about having the best intentions, it's like, we all just want to be happy. Ultimately, everything that we do is just to feel happier and to have a more fulfilled and happy life. That's why I think the country's going to get better in the long run, because I think people, you know, most of the people from the World War II generation are not here that went through depression and really bad times. Most people, like from my mother on, it was was happier times, meaning we all had music we enjoyed and listened to. Different cultures have different musics. We all partied and went to dances. We all did. Now, again, some people had better setups than you did Rosie or that I did or or you know but at the same time overall we're wired to let's just let's have fun like that's the reason we have all whether we're living in a like a studio apartment and we have our family over and we all like party for a holiday or whether we're in a big house because we want to have fun and we want to be happy and I think that's why eventually it's going to be everyone's going to kind of go, okay, enough. The fringe is always going to be angry and you can't do anything about that but I think overall people are just going to go enough now we we want to be together you guys keep fighting we're all going to the bar <laughs> or we're you know we, yeah. we're all gonna go like it, enjoy life so yeah i think you're right i think people i think people are wired wired to, to that and i think that's ultimately the hope and i but it but it's always going to be work and there are always going to be curves and i think that's yeah. t- all part of it rosie you know yeah and the more that we disconnect and actually connect to our life, the people in our life and the things that are happening in our life, the better we, we will, we will be. And, and the quicker to that path we'll get that you're talking about, you know, the more that we actually connect on our, the things that bring us together, the things that we, that make us most alike, as opposed to the things that divide us and and make us different. Yeah. Right. I -hmm. also think, you know, else is another problem too. And I I know this is a guy thing, but I see when a lot of women too is, is, and and maybe it's an American thing. I think we get too obsessed with winning. Oh, like I got to win me and and all the way down to not just financial success, but I am going to win in, and I'm going to push my opinion over yours. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, and, and to the point, there's another great statement too, someone else made to me, like people who are willing to die to be right, mm. you know, like that will go all just to prove they're right. You know, they just have to win, have to get the last word and have to show you. And we all fall into that too. And I think that's something to try and avoid is, is that it's just let it go. <laughs> you know, like yeah. that's how well, someone I mean- else, you know. We're, we're just conditioned at such a young age to, to think that winning is that that's that winning is the thing. I mean, we play king of the hill and there's a hill and somebody's standing on it. And the only way to get on it is to push the other person off. Yes. And yeah. the problem with that is that we forget like, no, I, I can build a hill right here and you can build a hill over there and you can build a hill over there and you can build a hill over there we're able to, we can all win. That's right. And win. I think it does, and also divorcing, discerning that if you won King of the Hill, then great, but you didn't have to win. And you're not yeah. a failure if you didn't win. And, and wasn't it just fun to play the game? And do you know what I mean? Like there's, there's, it's okay to win. Like I love sports and I love seeing all that stuff, but it's being able to divorce from the results, you know, of it all. And I think the, the, but, but I especially am seeing when you see the toxicity online and in politics, even from the left and the right and how they just, it's just, I'm going to win. 
I'm going to get the last word in on you. I'm going to show I'm it. And it's like, really? What, what are you accomplishing? What are you achieving? You know, a lot of times just walking away. Um, yeah. And it's, I know it's not easy. I know it's not easy, but that's that discernment. Rosie, have we left anything out? I think we went over a lot of stuff. I'm sure. Oh, oh, I see Kelsey getting. I see oh, when Kelsey she changed getting, her posture. Kelsey getting uh -oh. squirmy in her chair. She, she means uh -oh. she wants no, to start I asking just, questions. Let's I, go. I just know that Rosie had. We were going to talk a little bit about um, self worth, and I think that that's such an important. Oh, that's not important. Please, insecurity oh. and self worth. Come on. No, that's Kevin. bad. I'm, can you note my sarcasm? It's literally <laughs> the most, it's the most important thing to yeah. talk about. No, yeah. so I think. Let's go. Can, yeah. Rosie, you got it in you to talk a little self worth? Sure. Okay. Let's do it. Just a little, it's Rosie. It's, it's important. important. It is. I mean, look, I, I'll tie it back into what we were talking about just this whole entire time. And right. we can't get to that. We have to know ourselves. So I would say that that's the first thing is to to take the time to develop that internal awareness, to utilize our past experiences, to understand the person that we are now. So discernment, knowing yourself, I would say is one of the core things that I believe helps with developing a, a good sense. And how of did you get to know yourself, Rosie? I think just doing those small steps, those goals, like you brought up, you know, running a marathon, going to school, putting myself through college, just seeing that I was resilient and that I was able to actually complete things and, and do things really allowed me to, to see that there was a part of me that wanted to be successful. And even though I fully didn't, didn't believe it, you know, it's like that sort of fake it till you make it. I didn't fully believe it, but my actions were it was like I was reverse engineering it. My actions were acting as if I was successful. And so the more that my actions did that, the more that my mind got into sync with that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, one of the things that we mentioned earlier, you said something about rock bottom. One of my friends, when I started going to college, saw that this transformation that I had done. I was running, I was meditating, I was talking about wellness and he was like, something's different about you. And he goes, oh, I know what it is. You hit rock bottom. And initially I was like, did he just insult me? What just no. happened here? <laughs> and, and then I took me a moment to, to think about what he was saying. And, I, and what I said to him is, is I, I didn't hit rock bottom. You can't, you can't actually ever hit rock bottom when you started from the bottom, Ooh. right? Everything is upward. At that point, everything is a, a plus. Everything is going to yeah. be a success breathing is a success right and so yeah. that's really where we all start from Ground so this zero. idea of yes right so this yes. idea of rock bottom is so scary for a lot of people because oh i've achieved this amount of success and so failing is going to bring me back down to the bottom you'll never ever ever yeah. be at the bottom and i will tell you ever. for some of our successful people who are out there let's say you're successful financially there are there are proven cases of people that um they only know that way of life. So they've purposely or subconsciously bankrupted themselves or yeah. gone into failure because they're kind of, they only know the, now I'm at rock bottom and rebuild. Mm -hmm. It's very That's scary. Right. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. And, and I would say the second thing is this whole idea of self-care and creating a time to 
recognize, so our internal voice, that voice that helps us discern needs to be nurtured. And by slowing down and eating right and exercising and sleeping, sleep is huge. Right. The more that we can get into sort of these basics of caring for ourselves, the sharpened, the more sharpened that discernment voice will be, the more clear it will be. So I think that that is something else that really feeds our self-worth. If we're taking care of ourselves, we're taking the time to eat good food, to meditate, to turn all the electronics off after a certain time and put ourselves to bed, that that's going to begin to feed that, oh, I'm caring for myself. I'm actually, I'm worthy of care mm-hmm. because we often, oftentimes, how many, how many of you there have ever experienced somebody taking care of somebody else more than they're taking care of themselves? Oh, yeah. I think most caretakers, yeah, yeah. That you see these people who are blessed them or in service, but yes, I see that all the time. Yeah. And to me, that's sort of the, the, the juxtaposition. It's, it's the most interesting thing because here you are dedicating your life to caring for somebody else, but you can't peel off five minutes or 10 minutes to order yourself some food or make yourself something or put yourself to bed, give yes. yourself a, a nice long rest. Um, Maria, well, listen, I, Rosie, Maria's guilty of all of this. Like last night she was, you know... She, my head's hurting and she's like, do I have a fever? And she's like, God, Kevin, I hope I'm not getting sick. And I said, Maria, honey, you're not. Cause she was, I wasn't reacting. <laughs> she was getting bumming up. Cause I wasn't going into like nurse mode. I just said, Maria, I've been telling you this as the farmer to the pig. <laughs> I've been telling <laughs> you this for 20 years. You don't stop. You never yeah. nap. You know, even your, yes, you'll do meditation, but that's still work. To you, you know what I mean. It's not like I'm gonna yeah. go relax and meditate. It's like I gotta meditate now. Yeah, and it's I, like checking off a box. Yeah, and I just Maria, like I I have places here where you can whether it's being on the recliner with a little heated comforter or just our one of the twin beds we have. Like just put on some music and just relax or just what. And yeah. she doesn't. And I said Maria, that's why, honey, you're over. I call it overheating, like with her. And I'm like, it's, it's, it's all it is. And she woke up this morning. She's like, no, I don't, I don't feel sick. And I'm like, honey, gotta, at some point, I don't know what to do. And I joked, I go, you know, you know when you're going to start relaxing? When we have kids, that's when you're going to start like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's the thing, right? Right. It's so, like, oh, I won't stop until this but, is done. But you know, when you have kids, then you're going to be 20 times more like hypervigilant yeah, about really things. You really won't. Yeah. So, so I, you got to do that. It's very important. Yeah, especially to set those those parameters now, especially before you have a, a child. Well, we, because then at that point, it's like... Forget it. But even with Maria, it's been two decades of this. And I think that's yeah. why. But Well, you guys you also know. come from a different... You, it, you come from a different conditioning. I mean, you're coming from Hollywood, the entertainment industry, where it's, everything has to... Everything is... Seven days a week. You can't urgent. Lose your spot. Everything needs to happen and right now. News. Everything's a checkbox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so that urgency is is what causes that uh, artificial stress, right? That it's like, it's yes. all going to be there tomorrow. It's you know, all, it's like, don't sun let, will come up the next day. Yeah, don't no. let your urgency become my emergency. Oh, I like you know, that. And, and that's the problem that happens a lot of the times when we have these types of careers where everybody's, everything needs to happen, everything needs to happen right now, right now, right now. And then all of a sudden it creates this wall of anxiety where everything then becomes a checkbox as opposed to just, 
slowing down and pausing everything and just taking a breath, even just, you can be busy. Some people enjoy being busy. That's fine. But just give yourself the opportunity to let your physical body mm-hmm. relax, mm-hmm. lay down on the floor for five minutes. That's it. You can take five minutes out of the day. There's 1,440 minutes in a day. Mm-hmm. You can take five of those minutes to yes. just lay on the ground and breathe. I mean, like I'll tell you, Kelsey, because, you know, we're pretty much working from the moment we get up to the moment we go to bed, which is actually very late, but I, especially now without Maria, but I will say to her, oh, I grandpa, grampy, or I'm <laughs> down to her, grampy's going. Grampy's going down. <laughs> yeah, grampy's taking a night night. And, yeah. uh, I, you know, like I'll 10 minutes, 20 minutes, I'll meditate and mm-hmm. conk out into sleep. And yeah, yeah, I have no problem doing that. And I think a lot of uh, people don't know how to just, say no i think by the way i think more my experience anyways i think more women don't know how to do that i think a man yeah is like no i'm good well it's hard i feel like we're we always think that we're missing out in those like that oh i can't well i'm not gonna be able to get this done if i take this 10 minutes or you know whatever and it's like yeah that's so silly when you look at it yeah at the end but it's like or even maria think fomo of missing out on good times like so maria it's like maria and or now i've got kelsey over to my camp a little bit more where i'm like wait why are you going to run around all day on Saturday when you've already killed yourself all the, no, get in, get in, yeah. like watch some good movies, just chill, like mm-hmm. sleep, talk to some friends on the phone. Like, right. don't be, go- I, we call it chasing after it. I'm like, don't go chasing after it. Maria just chases after it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, honey, don't just, please just, can you learn? And yeah. it was actually last night we had a little bit of a break that she goes, oh, I'm going to try. I'm like, Maria, got to, it's been two decades, Rosie, that I've been saying, yeah. Come on, stop. Because she's always like, well, oh, and she'll be like, let's go, let's go up to Boston for pizza. I'm like, wait, <laughs> it's an hour and a half. For, that's going to be a three or four hour swing. And again, for us who we're so high functioning. On Friday. Yeah. To, it was, you know, to do, yeah. we, we're working around the clock. We're trying to keep her mother with us. Like it, it's, it, 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 and not to mention all of our businesses and everything we've got. I'm like, honey. Yeah. No, how about I'll go get us pizza somewhere <laughs> and we'll just sit in and watch, you know, we can like yeah. watch a movie together. And they, so it's tough for women to do that. But um, I think the way you put it, Rosie, it's it's not just going to be good for your health, but this is how you will get to your self-worth and then your yeah. success. It, it helps well, with that. I'll, I'll say the last thing is probably just to have that radical self-love and that that will truly demonstrate our self-esteem and how, how we care for ourselves. You know, we have to believe in our worth to care about our future. Mm-hmm. And if we're not doing these things now, if we're not caring for ourselves, if we're not taking the time to discern, then it's going to be impossible for us to project into the future because we're, you know, it's going to be hard when you're stressed out to think about anything outside Right, because you're just going to be constantly stressed out about being stressed 100%. out. Hundred percent. So help me with radical. Let's define radical self love for everybody, Rosie, mm-hmm. and then tell me how do we get there? Because I see I see a lot of radical self in love <laughs> with uh-huh. themselves yeah. rather than loving themselves. I yeah. see in love with themselves, meaning I see it in a whole yeah. other unhealthy kind of way. But tell yeah, me, about, tell me about mean, radical self love first. Self love is definitely way more than just I'm going to take a bath, you know, to, to love myself. Or I'm amazing but, and everyone sucks. Yeah, self love is, you know, your ability to treat yourself like you would treat somebody that you love. Mm. 
Like, how would you, Mm. how would you care for somebody that's in need? How would you care for somebody that you truly love? How do you care for your pets? How do you care for other people? And how, how could you demonstrate that same level of care for yourself? And radical self-love to me is the extreme, you know, because I'm, I am a little bit of an extremist. I mean, I definitely can, can hear what you guys are saying because Mm -hmm. I can go really extreme, not for myself. I, I get it. I'm, especially when you are in this industry, I always say that if you, if you want to see the people that do the least amount of yoga, it's yoga teachers because they're constantly out there teaching, Mm -hmm. teaching, you know? And so radical self-love to me means a, a true, a true demonstration of being grounded, being, uh, in full care of yourself, being able to create boundaries, being able to cultivate relationships, and especially the relationship that you have to yourself in, in a loving way. I mean, for me, everything, I'm such a nurturer and I, I love love. I'm obsessed with love and I, I love caring for people. I love I love people. I don't always like them all the time, mm-hmm. but I I definitely love people and I love to caretake. And you teach you you teach mostly what you need to learn. And so for me, mm-hmm. this whole idea of self-love and self-care were things that yeah. I struggled with my entire life. And so it's a practice for me. I have to disconnect and stop everything and not overbook myself and say yes to everything because I'm afraid of missing an opportunity or mm. not being able to do something, it's like, okay, if that opportunity is designed for me, then it will be here tomorrow. Yes. I've done five things. The sixth thing will definitely yep. take me to that edge where I'm going to be burnt out and I'm going to be crabby and my body's going to be depleted. So I'm going to stop at five and say, okay, you did all you could. Good job. Now let's, let's, and trust let's the universe. carry on. And trust the universe. So Maria's at that place now, which I think is really cool. She's going to be fine. Chicken's going to work out. I don't, no, I don't, don't worry. It's all good. So she's starting to learn the the pacing. I think the radical self-love, the core of it is the, everything we've been talking about, which is what you put in your body, how you take care of your body, who you surround yourself with, who you allow Mm -hmm. to surround yourself with. I think all that is the core of, I love myself enough that I want to treat my body great. I want to treat my time with respect. I want to treat my energy with respect. Um, what I like, I really liked that we have to care about our worth to care about our future. I love that Rosie. mm -hmm. Cause it's like, if you aren't caring about yourself, then you don't give a crap about your future. Even if you're talking the talk, right? Yeah. Even, even if you think you are doing what your work, what you're doing for your future, it's, it's, like you're you're basically telling your body that you're not. It's like your mouth and your body are misaligned. And remember what I remember what I said in the beginning about for me it was the alignment that was the most helpful. It is where you can perform at your optimum. It is mm. where you can really create a feeling of fulfillment in your life is to be in alignment. So if your mouth is doing the lip service of, oh no, I'm doing all these things because this is creating a more solid foundation for my future, but then your body's feeling like, wow, I'm really stressed. I need to eat something or I need to rest. It, there's this, this cognitive dissonance that's happening. There's this misalignment that at some point it's going to show itself, yeah. right? It's going gonna, it's gonna to reveal itself. And that's what we want to avoid. We want to be able to utilize all these things 
to use them now because what does it matter when we're six feet under? No. You know, it's like you can't take all the shit. Sorry. No, you can't. Pressing. No, it's okay. I but you can't, to. you know, you can't take it with you. No. You can't take it with you. So what you what you have is is what the 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 air in your lungs, you have this this body, you have this time, you have the people in your life, and you have the power to create your life that you want. You can create the schedule that you want. You can say yes to things. You can say no th to things. I mean, we have so much power and we, as we grow older, from what I see and what I've experienced is we sort of diminish our power away mm. to other things. We diminish it to our mortgage. We diminish it to our, yep. the, the people that are, you know, helping us create something. We diminish it to our boss or our family members, yeah. toxic relationships. So, so I think part of self-worth has to do with setting those boundaries, creating mm -hmm. these, these processes that will work for you in, in your way and to, yeah, do it in a way that is going to be sustainable for you. Mm -hmm. And I, <clears throat> I tell you, it all starts with that awareness and that awareness comes through having pauses to get the awareness. And I think that's where the yoga and the meditation comes in because you're getting that time to, to slow the ride down. I think most of us think we have to keep chasing. By the way, we're, we're talking about the, um, the higher end of, Hey, I'm successful. I want to be more successful or, you know, I'm, you know, I have a normal life and I want it to be even more, I want it to be extravagant. We're not even figuring into the people that let's say are at home taking care of a loved one who's sick right now, who have yeah. children who are handicapped or sick who are in a massive amounts of debt. So whoever they got into yes. this terrible toxic relationship where they're being abused and then they can't get out. Like we're not even talking about those people. And, mm -hmm. and, but for those people, and if you're one of them out there, my, please, I pray for you. My heart goes out to you. Um, it's, you got to find some time to have, I know, like she said, five minutes, like you got to find some yeah. time to start implementing maybe these little practices that will give you that awareness. So whether it's the yoga or it's meditation, um, maybe YouTube videos, but I feel like with, with a, with a little quiet, which again, for those people I mentioned really hard to get quiet, but when you get that, that's when you start getting the breakthroughs and you say, okay, what are these small steps I can do to climb out of the situation I'm yes. in? Um, but it starts with that awareness, which again, comes from some mm -hmm. calm. And by the way, the calm might just be a long shower, guys. Like, yeah. I know I don't want to waste water. Like, I, honestly, but I will tell you in the shower, a lot of times I'll go, oh, that's when I get a lot of breakthroughs where I'll go, wait, what? Oh, now I, you know, so, or yeah. long drives. If, yeah. if it's a train, when you're taking a train or a bus to work, you know, it, you could be watching TikTok videos uh, that are funny or fun. And by the way, maybe that, is at the time you need that to just kind of keep you in a happy state to deal with your eight hour tough job. But you could spend that time with a meditation app where you meditate, you put on your headphones. I mean, uh, or you could be watching a YouTube video uh, on self-help, but I think it's, it's awareness and, and the awareness comes from the, the, the quiet time. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so I now, agree. Kelsey, are you good with your self-worth? I'm, I'm good, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Rosie. And I also want to know, welcome. too, Rosie, what do you use, like what apps um, good question. for meditation? Or like, what are your favorite go-tos? Oh, yeah, no, I love, I mean, there's so so many great ones. My, yeah. my teacher, uh, 
uh, Yoga Rupa Rod Stryker has oh, Rod, an app yes. called uh, Sanctuary, and it's mm-hmm. great. He's got some great practices on there. Uh, Insight Timer. I have a lot of friends on there that are are on that app. Um, Did you say Insight Timer? Insight Timer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Insight Timer. Uh, Headspace. Yeah. Calm. I mean, you know the the big ones. There's so many. So many great content out there. And right now, Kevin, that you're saying that. So my my aunt is the caretaker for my grandmother, who's almost 90 years old. And over the course of the year, they my grandma was in the hospital. They both got COVID. And my aunt, you know, she had a minor heart attack while she was in the hospital for three weeks. It was just one of these things where she was just, you know, exhausting herself to the point where she had to be hospitalized for weeks and talking about these apps and watching videos, I would, I would get on the phone with her and I would, you know, tell her, I'm like, here, watch this video, watch this. And then I would give her like homework to do. And I'd send her Joe Dispenza videos Mm. and I would send because they have them in Spanish and I would send, you know, these different, different apps and like, try this app, do this. And she would do it. And I'm like, wow, it, it took you being in the hospital to finally slow down and see like you can, it only takes a few minutes a day to, to be able to do that. So I, I want to tell everybody that's listening, listening to this or watching this, that there's so many incredible uh, resources out there for free that you can, you can plug into to restore and renew. Amen. As, as now Winnie is snoring on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Rosie, people can also follow you. Yes. Oh, yes. Follow you on Instagram. You do your stuff with Wanderlust. You have something exciting happening that I want to do. I don't know how to do it, but I want to do it. (laughs) Yeah. So I, you know, people can always listen to the podcast, uh, Radically Loved Radio. I have some, some of my contents up on YouTube. Uh, I teach weekly live classes on Wanderlust TV. So if you want to practice with me, you can subscribe to that. But I'm actually doing this, um, this uh, virtual retreat called um, the manifestation retreat. And we're going to talk all about demystifying the myths of manifestation. And it's going to be a a great way to, um, to show you how you can support yourself and how you can create, you know, different goals and how you can utilize the, the power of manifestation to create them we're we're going to talk about change and transformation so it's going to be it's going to be really fun and that's April 9th through the 11th and you can get information by going to my website radicallylove.com I love it. it Rosie you're such a blessing and uh thank you for coming on today and I'm sure we're going to have you on many many more times and Winnie is so loud Yeah Winnie is really <laughs> snoring so I'm so embarrassed <laughs> Honey come on just here I, know. I, I let her sleep. So it's fine. That's, um, are you kidding? I love it. Um, but yeah, so Rosie, yeah, let's let's definitely stay in touch and uh, and keep doing our work together. And like I said, what a you're such a blessing and um, a lot of really great takeaway here on the on this two part episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and can I say I you know being a, a follower of the show and just knowing you guys like you you and kelsey have been doing such an incredible job so i just want to say thank you for continuing to do the show you guys are so 
awesome. And I love regular guy Fridays. They're my <laughs> highlight of the week. Oh. And um, so I definitely wanted to say that. And oh, yeah, I look forward you. to thank staying connected. And I'm so honored to also be a part of the heel squad. I mean, w- the work that you guys are doing here with, with this is so incredible and all the work that Maria's done and continues to do. I'm just, I'm so honored and and I feel very privileged to, to be here and to be a part of this community. Oh, we love you. All right, Rosie. We will talk, as we say in Boston, we'll talk shortly. <laughs> uh, okay, that was amazing. Yeah, she's great. Very special, special person. Um, and as I said, I just, I, I love how she figured stuff out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think probably she's moved so fast in figuring out, even though it's been years. Yeah. I think she'll get to a point where she'll even find more meaning from what she's done. Yeah. No, I think so too. I think that it's funny. You always said about yourself too. It's like, she's very, she's wise, but she has a young soul, you know? Yes. So it's like in a couple of years, I think you're right. She's going to be like, holy cow. And now mm-hmm. there's this whole other step, this whole other place. Yeah. She's very evolved, but very young soul. Yes. And very aspirational. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the small changes. I know you hear it so many times, but it stuck with me this time. It's like those little, just little tiny, things. small changes that can really make the world and a then, difference. And then over time. Right. You know, and over time. And I think uh, for me, it was the, you know, we, I hear a lot of radical self-love. Mm-hmm. And I kind of think it's a little woo-woo for me. And then when she put it, um, that it's about, uh, it's just about getting the sleep you need and right. putting the right things into your body. Right. and Because you love yourself enough to right. do that. Well, and you know? like she said, we have to care about our worth and ourselves like we care about someone else, right? So I care yeah. about you. So I want you, I'm telling you, stop it with the peanut butter. You need to eat, you know, whatever. Sunflower butter. Right. But like, hi, Kelsey, you got to take that in too. So I and think that's great. You know what else I like too? What? She knew she was a what? Queen. Yep. <laughs> so well, she offline, gave a nice RGF shout out. Yeah, she did give a shout out to Regular Guy Friday. But yeah, we were joking with her. Before the interview started, that we we had a letter like we had, it was like a queen safe room. We all knew we were queens, so that was right, right, very right, right. very important. We had to establish that. First. Anyway, guys, please um, it, it'd be so kind as to subscribe to us on YouTube if you haven't already, and we please tell friends uh, if you have. Uh, we really want to see that grow more. Mm-hmm. Um, best way you can help us is by doing that and by you know staying with us, but also like, spreading the word. But what we're trying to do here, which is try to help people every day. Yeah. And uh, you probably can hear it in my tired voice that uh, <laughs> Kelsey and I, you know, and Stephen are just, we're working harder now than ever because we have to uh, with Maria out. And even Winnie's working hard uh, as you hear her growling from her bed. But yeah, um, but you've been great up, up till now. And we, we just ask you to stay with us and to, you know, keep contributing in any way you can. Yeah. And if... A lot of you were talking about how much you love the episodes and we love to hear it, but help us, help us by sharing it, you know, share it with someone, a family member, a friend, a, whomever you think could really benefit from that episode. And I think that that's, I mean, it's all word of mouth. That's yeah. how we're going to grow. That's so. a good point too, because certain episodes, you know, they speak to certain people. Totally. So I was like, oh, blank needs to see this or hear right. it. Right. Yeah. Some, yeah, more for my mom, some are for my friends. I'm like, ooh, okay. So yeah, s- send them out. Kevin's going to hold Winnie. She's making me. (laughs) But anyway, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And um, 
Kelsey, what do we say here? We need to um, be nice people, make good choices, and be present. What? See you tomorrow. Bye. <laughs> Shanta, why are you so difficult? What is- Hey, Hill Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much, and we love doing this thing called life with you.